Welcome to Grief Retail. My name is Haz, and today I am joined by the Channing Tatum of podcasts. It's Ryan from Kidnapped by Wizards. Say hello, man. Hello, hello, yeah. Um, I wouldn't say Channing Tatum. I'm more, like, more of a... Uh, I'm the Chris Hemsworth of the Avengers. The Chris Hemsworth. Wow. <laughs> the self-confessed most handsome man in podcasting. Self-confessed? Okay. No, no, no. That's what Craig gave me. I it's usually Craig. It's it's very creaky, uh, creaky, creepy the amount that Craig goes for it. I think it started as a joke and now it's just going with it and I'm like, oh. Okay. Yeah, he starts every episode with it, which is nice. Yeah, he might yeah. stop and then the one time he doesn't say it, you'll be like, oh, what, yeah, what's like, happened? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I tried hard today. <laughs> I made the effort, look. <laughs> Okay, so we are here today to talk the Halo series, which has been all over the internet, obviously, because people are pissed that he removed his helmet. In this first part, we're going to be talking characters and setup. In the second part, we're going to discuss highlights of the season. And then in part three, we're going to talk about our overall feelings going forward and what's going to happen possibly in season two. This is a full spoiler episode, just for any listeners and any viewers. We won't be having a full Craig on our hands. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah. He yeah. like, <laughs> said, I don't even care. I've just got to spoil it. It's like, whoa. Didn't even care. Then just ruined the new Marvel film. And I was like, he said it that quick, I couldn't even get my headphones out. I was just like, I like, tried to get them and he just completely ruined it with the first thing he said. Never mind. Before we go into this, Ryan, this is a little bonus thing for our Patreon listeners. Oh, Chav's become more powerful at night. Calling the kebab shop owner Bossman will get you plus 25% meat attribute. <laughs> I don't know whether that's good or not because I don't really see the back of my own head. I mean, it's even worse when you have like a pretty bad haircut and you're like, is everything all right? You're like, yeah, it's great, thanks. <laughs> I'd like to tell you about my um, incredible business idea um, that came from a dream I had about your shop. Your sh okay, should we talk about we talk Halo? As that is what we're here to do today. Today! So the Halo series takes place in a completely different timeline. It's called the Silver Timeline. It stands on its own from the canon, from the games, and it's an alternative telling of the entire story for anyone who doesn't know that at the moment, which personally I think does have its merits. Is it called the Silver one because it's on the silver screen? The silver screen, it is. I guess so. Wow. Although that's the cinema screen, isn't it? Does that count as TV? Let's go with yes. Okay, yes. Yeah, so it's the, it's the silver screen. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think it has its merits. Like I think it's a good thing, for, mainly for people who haven't played like Halo 1 through 5, ODST, Wars 1 and 2, Spartan Assault and Infinite. Because there's a lot to catch up on if you haven't played the last like 20 years of Halo uh, stuff. Yeah, I think it's probably better that they have done another, another mm. story because everybody knows the Halo story. Even if you don't yes. you would have heard of it sort of thing so if they just redid like the first season was halo one mm -hmm. they'd still get critiqued for being slightly different or not close enough so you may as well go all out and go it's going to be a different story yeah that, that's what i'm, I'm glad you, you, you chimed in there because i was going to say like what's your thoughts on the divergence from the gaming law because it's kind of hard this is something we've discussed on other episodes when talking about like bioshock and mortal kombat uh, when that film came out and like the mario movie which was just an absolute wonderful time um you, there's so much like lore in games that you can't really pack that into a film and more so in a, in a series i suppose you've got loads more time to do it which is, I'm glad they didn't make a Halo film and did it as a series instead. But yeah, I, yeah, I am yeah. kind of glad they went in a different route because I feel like if I was watching this, having known what happened from the beginning, and obviously you still know bits of what's going to happen, but yeah, yeah. it kind of ruined the climax of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, um, I mean, there's, there's certain creative... Um, Liberties? You have, you have to say within, within sort of reach, like using the Super Mario ones, for an example. That's mm -hmm. so far off the spectrum. It's unreal. Yes. Yeah, and it's because they've got the Blade Runner set designer and production designer. It's like, what well, the fuck were you doing? Exactly, but like if if they'd done that with 
what they've done on Halo, it would have been mm. a disaster. But because it's it's sort of like parallel lines in a way, it's yeah. telling the story but slightly differently. I thought it worked. Let's get into it because we can talk about like how it opens pretty much because it's it's quite a surprising opening. The first scenes with the uh, the innies, um, the planet which is set apart from the UNSC. They're basically like collections of people who aren't under the government rule, don't yep. want to be ruled by the UNSC. They're called the innies for any listeners who aren't sure. There's definitely some like shaky acting and a bit of like hammy lines and it reminded me of like the early Game of Thrones series where it didn't really know what it was trying to do and you could obviously feel that it was a bit like, ah, I'm not sure. And then these kids go out looking for magic mushrooms and then all of a sudden they fucking get brutally killed. One gets shot through the face with a plasma right. Like I was yeah. shocked at how gory it was. I had heard it was it was gonna be like pretty gory, but I thought mm-hmm. Killing kids in the first few scenes was a bit, I know. <laughs> a bit brutal, but... Um, like, even my dad was sat next to me, and even he was like, holy shit, and I was like, I know. <laughs> how else are you going to portray, um, like, plasma weapons and stuff? Yeah, know? plasma weapons and, like, absolute terrifying aliens that will kill anything that is in their path. I did think it was going to be a little more family-friendly, I'll say. Uh, I'm glad it's not. Like, I, I think it actually did quite a good job at making the elites quite scary and menacing because obviously they're like nine feet tall. Well, I think they're actually eight feet tall in this. They're not quite yeah, as big yeah. as they are in the games because um, Chief well, is the as big in this. Well. They are, yeah. I do think that armor doesn't look as good as it does in the games. I, I like the, the silhouette with the pointier helmet. I think that's very cool. They absolutely tear through Quan Ha's hometown, which is basically the the eyes for the, the viewer in this series. She's the person you sort of experience in the Spartans for the first time and the UNSC from. But yeah, they just completely tear through it. Kill absolutely everyone. They kill a room full of kids. More kids dying in like the first 10 minutes. Like they shut the vault, don't they? And like hide in this bunker and it's just a plasma yeah. sword comes through and just kills someone. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Literally like the Rogue One with Darth Vader at that corridor scene, yeah. When the elite opened those doors and went to open fire and all the kids, I thought that was when the Spartans were going to turn up and they were going to save everyone. And it kind of said it a bit more like, oh shit, like... There's actually stakes in this program. So I think for a cinematic purpose and for a storytelling purpose, I think that was a really good choice, which I never thought yeah. I'd say about killing a room full of children. So please don't take that out of context, YouTube. Um, <laughs> Clip it. <laughs> um, um, I'm interested to know like your backstory on it, Ryan, because like, did you know about the setting prior to the games and how they set it up here, like with the innies and how like the Spartans weren't actually created to kill the Covenant? Yeah, there was... Um were deterrents in the end, weren't they? It's for um, any insurgents between other human yeah, colonies right. yeah. and stuff. It's briefly glossed over in some of the some of the books. It is that came yeah, out as um, well. Um, I think the only game that mentions it's Halo Four, if I believe. In the intro cutscene, there when Doctor Halsey's been interrogated, she says that the Spartans yeah. saved everyone, and the guy says, "You're bending history. You created them to crush human rebellion." And I thought that was a really cool, like, intro scene that's never really touched on anywhere else. That's why I liked Halo 4, because it, like, expanded everything a little bit more than the rest. Yeah, I did like um, Halo 4. I like, I, and to be fair, I, I did like the um, film as well, you know, Forward Unto Dawn. Yeah, that was not bad. Yeah, and again, that was very cool when Master Chief showed up. I thought that was a really good entry when he saved the kids. Um the kids survived in that. Well, some of them do. Know, again, yeah, some of them the Halo series had a lot of dying kids, I'm now realising. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. And kid kidnapping. We'll, we'll get into this. So let's talk about the first introduction of our big green boy, Ryan. Because mm. 
all this shit's going on. The elites are pretty much decimating everyone. And then all of a sudden you see the ship come over one of the pelicans and people shout UNSC and you see something drop and you know straight away, that's my boy. That's my boy falling from the sky. <laughs> and when he landed, I got that like super excited, like jaw clench. I was like, oh God, I'm, a little bit of wee yeah, popped out, but it was like, it was combat pee because it's manly pee. Yeah. What did you think? How, how did you feel about his first like foot fall? It was good. Stage? And it's just like, you got the um the obviously the pelican comes over. I was like, oh yeah. Here we and go. And then let's say still it landed, it's like he's got the pose. And like, yeah. And I, thought, I was pose. like, first thing I thought was that armor looks good. The armor looks sick. All the Spartans yeah. look absolutely amazing. I have to say the uh, practical effects and the sets in this are mm. all really, really good. The production value is brilliant. There's a couple of things I think I had mixed feelings about, and it was more in the way that it was edited, I think. He does a giant flip in CGI over someone and shoots them, and then it cuts to first-person shooting. And I think I, I said this to you at D&D the other week, that that didn't look good in the Doom film. Don't do it in yeah. 2022. Like, it's never going to look good. And I, I know that it's some producer, some old fucking teabag at paramount plus who was like hello fellow kids this is how you do a first person shooter you know like it's literally like this is what the kid's gonna like and it's like no yeah none of us are gonna like this and you make a first person shooter game or whatever they're not careful the guns and stuff just look flat because they're not actually there are they they're just on the screen that's right yeah and that's the same as what they've done in this obviously on the screen well it's what they've done trying to trying to make the first person Mm -hmm. it just looked flat like this assault rifle just looked flat it did. Then, it, it looked like Perfect Dark on the N64. And I actually, mm. like, I scrunched my face up a bit like, oh, that looks really shit. And the rest of it looks good. The elites look really good. Their shields look a bit weird when they get shot. Um, but everything else looks pretty amazing. It was just that one shot that I was like, it, it feels like they had the first person view from like the, you know, the hood, the visor. Yeah, yeah. And they yeah. were like, it needs a gun at the bottom. We're going to, and then like last minute had to throw something in and didn't get it done. And it just looks pretty crap. It's like this did it the once, and then they slapped you in the face with it two or three more times in quick succession. Yeah, I know. And, and you're it like, just didn't all right, work. one first, one first person. So yeah, all right, you've got it in. It's from a game, whatever. And then there it is again and again. You're like, oh, I think I'm pretty yeah. sure it's like in one fight with an elite as well. You're like, it was within like three elites, and there's a load in the last episode as well. And I just thought that there's even a point where like I'm getting a bit ahead of myself in the notes, but I just want to bring this up. There's a point where he says. Cortana, shut up. I know how the game is played. And it's like, oh, no. Why did you say that? <laughs> it really was. Even Helen like looked over me like, oh, that was fucking bad. And I was like, I know. But for, for the most part, it's it's good. I, I think this is way better than people are giving it credit for. We do get then introduced to Silver Squad as well as Chief. So we have Vanek 134, who is played by Bentley Kalu. Uh, he walks like a fucking Bentley. He is absolutely huge. Do you see how he walks Mastic in every scene? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, like walking like a fucking he, fridge. If you looked up walking with purpose, it's him. It's him. Yeah. He. I've never seen yeah. a man with a more purposeful walk. I don't think anything could stop him. He kills some elites with a pipe, which is absolutely badass. He spins it around and picks one up on it. Yeah, which is cool. yeah. I think the most interesting entrance... Uh, for the Spartans is probably Riz, who, 082, who's played by Natasha Kulzak with the two pistols. I thought she completely overshadowed Chief the way she landed and the editing was snappy, the fight was really quick and she just executed two elites like bam, bam. And then uh, we have Kai who drops in, Kai125, played by Kate Kennedy, yeah. uh, who became a much more developed character than I thought we were going to get. Were, were you surprised by that? Yeah, I was, I was actually. I thought then 
the other the other three Spartans, not including Chief, would be barely get any screen time, let alone character development. And I, I'm really glad they did. Like I, they all all three of them, but more predominantly Kai, all do get some development, which is good. After the battle is won here, uh, uh, Quan Hart is pretty much just left alone to die. Chief's like fall in. We've got to go to the ship that where the um, the Covenant arrived. And they come across the Forerunner artifact, which is sort of like the Ring of Power from Lord of the Rings, or it's like it's the MacGuffin for the whole series. It's all about this thing. How do you feel about the way they've like portrayed the Forerunners, or like the lack of it, really? It's good actually, um, hmm. because I know anything about it beforehand. Anyway, same within the in the um, in the the games. Nobody knew. It wasn't until like the final chapters with guilty spark from halo one when the word four month forerunner was mentioned is it really that late in the first game i'm sure well it's been a while since i played it but it might have been mentioned by cortana that she's picked up stuff some called the forerunners or something maybe yeah maybe in one of the a bit earlier on things yeah uh, nothing's sort of confirmed as it were and i'm glad that they didn't go like oh it's a forerunner artifact it's just yeah an artifact and they don't know what it is yeah, because I, I remember the first time I played any of the Halo games. I, I did borrow an, an original Xbox with Halo 1 from my uncle. And I remember coming across the that first bit on the Halo ring where you go underground and it's like all futuristic. You know, you drive through the tunnel on the Warthog. And I mm. remember thinking like, oh, this is cool. But it never really explains anything. And I remember being quite oh, fascinated yeah. to learn more. And as that information was drip fed th- to you throughout the first three games, I suppose. I mean, four really explored the forerunners when it started doing like the um, the didact and the yeah uh, yeah. Well, they were forerunners, weren't they? One of them. Yeah. Um, and the librarian or something. Was the librarian. One. That was it. Yeah, the didact's wife. I thought it was quite cool how little was revealed, and it did kind of make it feel a bit more special. And I think the lighting effect when Chief touch it looks amazing when it all lights up blue and everything. Um, yeah. And this is where the, the series really kicks off from, where we find that this artifact pretty much awakens Chief's emotions. It seems to do something to his brain and gives him a little bit of humanity back. So it doesn't seem like he's just an absolute killing machine like the other Spartans are. And they don't really seem to know that he's changed. But Halsey and Miranda Keys pick on up on that, don't they? I think Kai does as well, doesn't she? Yeah, later on, she notices yeah. when he starts to remove his chip, yeah. it's. I mean, in this first episode, that, that that's what makes him um, disobey his orders, because he gets an order when taking Quan Ha back on the ship to execute her, whatever that thing he is, the, uh, the order he gets, and he disobeys, and we get a pretty tense dialogue scene being that Chief killed Quan Ha's mother? No, and it's never mentioned again, which is like... I would have liked to have known a bit more about that, but it does lead to quite a tense moment. And this is where it leads to the face reveal of Chief in literally episode one, which I was shocked yeah. that he did this in episode one. Uh, how did you feel <laughs> like, about the way it was dealt? Like, do you, do you think it was a good thing or a bad thing? Um, well, it was like, it was like three quarters of the way in of the first mm. episode. And I was like, oh, so soon. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Um, but then now that I'm thinking about it again now, it's, it's all start, all from the defiance of, after touching the artifact. So they, went, they never took the helmets off beforehand. They never had any sort of human interactions. Mm-hmm. He's touched this artifact and straight away he's already disobeying orders. Yeah, and, and it's then he, yeah. he takes his helmet off to sort of, I guess in a way, comfort 
Quan Hart is he like, I'm just a I, look, I'm a human too. Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah, like he you. does. Because he, he literally says that one, she's going to shoot him, doesn't she? she, she he mm. slides a gun across to her. He's like, that gun's not going to do anything. I'm wearing Mjolnir armor. It's just going to bounce off. So he takes his helmet off and says, if you're going to do it, you're going to have to shoot me in the head. Mm. Which I thought was like, I was like, okay, like you've upped the stakes a lot. It's very, very interesting. And you can see that he's going through something in his own mind. So I'm kind of glad that they did it. And I think that, I don't know, like I, I, I was whelmed. I wasn't underwhelmed. I wasn't overwhelmed with it. I was just whelmed. <laughs> I just thought, you know, let's see where it goes. I was open to it. And I think yeah, the choice yeah. to do it was probably a good thing to ground him as human. But TV shows like The Mandalorian have shown that there are moments, well, a lot of emotional moments where you don't need to see a human's face. Not saying something can also say as much as saying something, I think. And there are, there's still times in this show that I kind of wish he would have had his helmet on and it would have just been silent and you wouldn't have really known. It would have yeah. given me a bit more complexity to the character. It just, well, just sort of, they'll ask him something. He stares mm. blankly back and just walks off, and you're like, "Yeah, you're like, what? <laughs> you're like, is he going to do it?" And then, yeah, like, I guess like so. He, <laughs> he does do a bit of that later on, and I think there's moments in the story that do lead him to become a little more like the Master Chief we know in the game. So there's definitely bits there. Let, let's talk about some of the other characters as well, because like, there's some of the characters in here that I think were cast absolutely perfectly. Natasha McElhon as Doctor Halsey, I think was probably the character I was most worried about before. When I saw who was going to be playing her, I was like, I don't know if she's going to be able to do the kind of character that she's supposed to be, but I think she's absolutely brilliantly cast. I yeah, like yeah. the actress more, and I like the character less as the season goes on intentionally, because you're supposed to hate her more and more, aren't you, when you find out what yeah, she's going yeah. to And she actually looks like Oz is portrayed in the games as well. She really does, which is very, very cool. And the nice thing is that Cortana is back, as many people will know, and she's actually voiced by Jen Taylor, who voices the original Cortana and Dr. Halsey in the games. A lot of people don't actually know she's been voicing Princess Peach since 1999, and uh, is Zoe in Left for Dead also. She's got quite the, uh, the back catalogue. Yeah. As soon as Cortana was out, I'm like, I'm 90% sure that's the same woman's voice. <laughs> yeah, yes, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> I'd they, they double check, but I'm like, yeah, it's fair. Yeah, I think mm. they weren't going to have her, and then people on the internet were a bit like, why you need a voice actress and there is a literal voice actress so yeah she ended up like doing a big thing online saying yeah right i mean it you guys have got me the process of creating cortana was pretty horrendous wasn't it yeah it was um it's pretty brutal actually <laughs> yeah it was um, not nice at all so like from the books no. i just know that they need brain matter to create a complex ai like that i didn't know that you have to go through their eye and like liquidize that shit and suck it out yeah that was pretty gross. Yeah, so they made, she made a Flash clone, which was illegal. And then they, they, they let it wake up. They let it be alive for a little bit. And then that weird, creepy guy, like, tries to kiss it, her assistant. And then, yeah, they kill it and use it to make the Cortana uh, AI. Yeah, and the, the clone's all right with that. It's like, yeah, it's fine. Clone's fine. Yeah, I'm going to be so much more. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's the same conscious. That's something I was thinking about. Is it the same consciousness? So does, does the clone die and then Cortana's made from that? Or does the clone become Cortana? That was my, I think the clone dies and then it becomes yeah, Cortana. I think, I, think, I think like Cortana's already there, mm. ready, but they need stuff that only the clone's brain can provide yeah. to sort of finish <laughs> the, it the off. The goo inside. Yeah. 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 Um, 
I did think Cortana should have been more blue. I think her having pink skin made her look a bit odd. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, everything I, else was sort of blue, but they give him give her like skin. Whereas yeah. None of the aims or anything else has ever portrayed it. No, and I think skin. that if she was blue, she wouldn't have fallen into the um, the uncanny valley. There was something uncanny valley about her skin. It was kind of like silicon. It was a bit. I don't know. Yeah, but squishy. So was the hair. It was all like those sparkly bits in it, didn't it? So. That was like fiber optics. I actually kind of liked yeah. that. I thought that was quite a cool take. Yeah, no, I liked it as well. But I mean, should have just done... backtrack now, right? Don't you oh, don't no. backtrack? I've got it on recording. <laughs> backtrack it. It's saying that they had the sparkly bits in the hair. So editor, go back, play the, that again. Maybe, again. Maybe, so was the hair. It was all like the flat, flat, like this sparkly bits in it, didn't it? So. Maybe it was a creative choice to have a skin look like that. Yeah, so oh, it will be. It, it will be a creative choice. And it'll probably be some producer again going, the viewer needs to know that she has a human brain. It's like, we've literally just seen that in the past scene. We don't need to oh. know human skin. So they probably just went for it like that. Just changed the slider for skin color. Yeah, they just like ramped it. <laughs> um, there, I, actually, I need to bring some, while we're talking about characters and stuff before we get into the next ones, uh, there's one I need to bring up because there is an amazing cameo in this film uh, series. Mm -hmm. My webcam just turned off. Ah. Ah. Talk about a cliffhanger. I know. You're really in suspense right now. I am, yeah. <laughs> I can't go until it comes back on because I need it in the episode. <laughs> well, well, just gonna get a drink while I'm waiting. Yeah, don't worry, I've gone far away. Although she's probably getting a really nice crotch shot as I reach over the webcam. <laughs> So you're ready to learn about this cameo now? Yeah, finally, yeah. yeah. Yes! Receipt. Okay, so there is a little cameo in this <laughs> holding you in suspense, and it is the man playing Admiral Hood. Did you recognise this man at all? Do you know who that was? No. Do you want me to tell you who that was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. That, oh, was it? good listeners and fucking viewers, if you didn't get the little quote there, was Commander David Bowman from 2001 A Space Odyssey. The Stanley Kubrick movie. And as soon as I saw him, I was like, holy fucking shit. I have not seen him in anything for, I don't even know the last thing I saw him in. 2001? Probably 2001 <laughs> in like 1967 or whatever it was. I think he's, he's done the odd stuff. He's, done, he's been like the granddad in random things. Yeah. But holy fuck, I could not believe he was in this. But he was great as Admiral Hood. I thought he was really good. No, there was a, there's been many people to be fair, that I've recognised and gone, oh, it's them from what's it? Except for the um, woman who played uh, Halsey, I was like, I don't yeah, know she's her she's from. been in quite a bit, but nothing that yeah. I've ever watched loads of. Like I, I know her as an actress, mm, I just same. haven't like seen many of her uh, shows or films. There's uh, it, the casting it, it, of Danny Sapani as Captain Keys. I thought was really good, and I like Olive Gray as Miranda Keys as well. I think they have yeah. a really good, like, back and two. Like, he's always seems to be trying to forward her career in the UNSC. And Halsey, who is a mum for viewers who don't know, uh, Parangoski always seem to mess it up and she ends up taking steps back. Yeah. How did, how did you feel about their, like, father-daughter relationship going through it? It was all right, actually, yeah. Um, yeah? They've got, they have got the sort of back and two that you'd expect to sort of work. Am I right in thinking, though? I don't know... Well, I'm jumping the gun too far ahead of your notes. Mm. But does Miranda, does Miranda Keys at one point say that Halsey's her mum? 
Yeah, yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. So were you, were you not aware of that? No. <laughs> oh, right. So that that is a thing in the games. That That is from the games. Um, yeah, yeah. But she that. took... She took her dad's name because Halsey is a complete bitch. And yeah. she literally is in this. Like the, the relationship between Halsey and Miranda in this is a really strong point of tension. Mm-hmm. And you see Captain Keys sort of stuck between the two and trying to smooth it over as much as he can. And then once you start introducing Admiral Parangoski into it, who is the, the, the small old Indian lady played by uh, Shabana Azmi, it just gets all way too complex. But I, I love it. I love that, like, those are the three characters that know how the Spartan program began and the horrible things that have happened. And, yeah. like, Captain Keys is Chief's commanding officer. Parangoski is, like, either she's the head of Oni already or she's going to be the head of Oni. And uh, not Cortana. Halsey is basically Chief's surrogate mother. And they literally tortured kids to get them to where they are. So it's like a really awkward situation to be a part of. I wasn't sure about the casting of Parangoski at first. She's not quite how I imagined her in the books. I imagined her to be much smaller and sterner, like very wizened and old and tiny. But I guess this is before the books, so maybe she'll get even smaller and wizened. Um <sighs> <laughs> and I feel like she's... Have you seen The Expanse, by the way? I watched the first couple, I think, and then I never went back to it. Never went back. Okay, so I I'm I did the same for, like, first two seasons and never went back. But there's a character in there played by um, Shora Ag- Agdashlu, her name is. I've written it down because I really was struggling to pronounce it. I think that's the kind of vibe of character that we're going for. But, like, she did grow on me. I thought she was great. Like, I, I really did like her, her spin on Parangoski. And there is a part where the, the power like dynamic between her and Halsey is amazing. And it's in the meeting with Admiral Hood in front of the whole, like basically the war room. And Halsey pitches the Cortana project to Admiral Hood after being told very, very clearly not to do it by Parangoski. And the look that Parangoski shoots across oh, yeah, the room at yeah, her yeah. is like, um, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I've never seen a sterner look. And she's like, <laughs> yeah. It's more or less throws under the bus saying that she's already agreed to it. Yeah, that she's signed <laughs> off on it. And then the, she's yeah, like, she's yes, like, I guess I have. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I have as of right now, you bitch. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that, and that is like that is straight out of the Kilo Five books. Like that is perfect. That is just like it is in that they those two absolutely hate each other but have to work with each other. And that's why I'm interested to see where it goes in the next season. What did you think of the rubble? Can you describe the rubble for me? The rubble. The rubble. Yes. Which bit rubble? It's my special move. No, it's the uh, the big asteroid planet. You know, it's all like oh. connected together and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it looked. Were you cool. a fan? Aesthetically, you know a fan? I was. It was quite pleasing. Mm-hmm. All uh, it was supposed to be what was it? Pirates and Marauders, bloody mm-hmm. paradise. Sort of looks like it. Uh, was it necessary to the story? Maybe not. But exactly. We'll also, a logistical nightmare getting around on those swinging cables. But I yeah, will admit that I, <laughs> I'm just going to go home. It's going to take like six hours to string out to some outer asteroid. Um, but I, I think it looked really good. Like I think it. For, for someone who likes like sci-fi atmospheres I think yes it was very cool it's ticking the right boxes isn't it and it's it all is yeah it's trying to get and dystopian yeah. and I was like yeah, oh yeah, like yeah. and then I'm yeah. thinking is it necessary 
It feels like a Star Wars location, like run down, yeah, yeah. rusty, that kind of thing, covered in oil and grime. This is where Chief's old squad mate, uh, Soren 066, resides. One of the better things in this series, I think, I do quite like his character. He ran away from the Spartan program, got all scarred, and has some crazy gross arm. Was that was it robotic with skin on? It looks like it, yeah. It looks like it's done. It's been grafted, and it's put something and then had skin grafted all over it. Yeah, it's really lumpy and gross. He kind of reminded me a lot of that uh, the weird orc from Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. You know, the one with like the little arm who kind of looks like a dog. Yeah, and he and he only got like he's only got like two fingers as well. He's got like one big middle finger, I think. Yeah. I'm doing it it's for the weird. webcam. I just realised that you can't see it, but I'm doing it for the viewers. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I'll put a picture on screen. It's loads easier <laughs> just to do that. Yeah, the, these other characters in this that I'm a little bit cold on, like I get Quan Ha is supposed to be one of the main characters. She played by Yeren Ha. I just feel like it's a little bit lacklustre. The episode where it followed her predominantly was a bit meh. Mm. Kind of cool when Soren showed up. Yeah, I mean, his, his uh, revolver's pretty sick. Yeah, that's like something out of Destiny, that though shit. That's like some Destiny yeah, yeah. revolver, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just, I just wasn't sold, sold on the no. whole... No, uh, the whole Desert heart, Witch thing, like Desert yeah. Witches, it's like some Game of Thrones shit. Like, it just doesn't yeah. feel I was, anything... I was falling asleep watching that episode, I'm not going to lie. I was like... Yeah, mm. I was definitely like, the least interested. It started and I was like, oh, this is the Quan Ha episode. I knew there was going to be in here somewhere. I knew it. <laughs> I, was, I knew it was coming and then I was like... Uh, I was tempted to fast forward it to be honest but I thought yeah. there might be some important plot points but is there there's, there's, that, there's, that there's two moments ruling the country the planet isn't there there is yeah. yeah yeah it's Bern Gorman the, he's the bastard that plays every bastard yeah. he's Vincher Graf who's like trying to fill the power vacuum that Quan Ha's dad left after he got killed uh, he's one of the Night's Watch in Game of Thrones, one of the horrible ones who uh, goes yeah, to Thingy's Keep, the Wildling's Keep, I can't remember what it's called, like Beyond the Wall. Yeah, the, the only parts of Quan Ha's story that I found that were quite interesting was the weird trip she did where she tried to fight Master Chi in the tent. That was kind of funny because he kept killing her and waking up and the guy was like, try not to die this time. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And then she actually sees an oracle come out of a well, which I was surprised mm. that they introduced an oracle quite so early. I just thought it was all a bit unnecessary, just trying to... Yeah, yeah. It's, but I suppose I just really like the character anyway, and then they're forcing it, forcing them special episodes. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't feeling it. Uh, what did you think of uh, Mackie, played by Charlie Murphy? She's the one who's been raised by the Covenant uh, after being abducted from a colony as a child. I thought she had a few good moments. However, she gets yeah. decidedly more Irish as the series goes on. So I guess the human... Well, the, sorry, human. The, well, the interaction she has with Master Chief and stuff, and then I mm-hmm. thought, is this going to be a bloody romance scene? And it was, and I was like, uh, yeah, uh, I get it. And it's like, I know he's experiencing his human side for the first time, blah, yada, yada, yada. Big old pistol. So is she in a way if she's been in a prisoner, but she's not been a prisoner because she's like a blessed one, as they recall. Yes, that's right. Say. Oh, the bit when she pulled a nail out, though. Oh, uh, yeah, I was like, Whoa. oh, that was in way far. That was too far. <laughs> yeah, that was really grim. I, when when she did her first, like, introduction scene where she takes over the ship with all, like, the the hunter worms, very cool. Visually, very, very interesting. Thought it was good. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed to say that you didn't see a hunter in its, like, humanoid yeah. form. I thought that was going to pop up. Armor. Yeah, I really I thought was, that was going to oh, I was hoping to see at least a hunter in, in the... Like the last episode, mm. 
It you, sort you of, it feels like to me, and I, I know this, well, we've been going 45 minutes already, and I mean, obviously I know we had the intro thing before, but the CGI in this, I feel like they didn't have the budget to do a lot of Covenant stuff because of how much money the rest of the show cost. So I feel like this first season is almost like a proof of concept for what they want to do next. So I presume in the yeah. next series, it's going to start off with a bang. We're going to see a lot more Covenant. I did think the CGI on the on truth and regret. Yeah, the profits. profits yeah. yeah, I thought the CGI in those guys, fucking phenomenal. The skin on those things looks so real, and so the eyes, yeah, the way they the talk, hair on their eyebrows and all that. Yeah, they they looked like those Japanese demons, like the oni or something, um, or is yeah. it yokai or something? They really had that same kind of vibe, that kind of look. Yeah, the grunts and the jackals looked good as well. They did, and um, the sheer the sheer size of the brutes. That, uh, that yes. well, like in that episode where they lose the big artifact. Yes, yes. Root comes down and just whaps him with that um, gravity hammer. And yeah. I'm like, how big is that brute? Very it's like big. Nine, ten feet tall. Yeah, so I He's, think that's supposed to be Tartarus, yeah. isn't it, from Halo 2? Oh, Tartarus. Yeah. yeah, Tartarus. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be him. Um, so let's talk about our best moments from. Series one. The collection of the middle episodes for me, I thought were the highlights. So like four, five, and six, I think were the best. One of the absolute best moments in this little collection for me is the growth of Kai125, the Spartan. I think she's she's basically Naomi from the Kilo 5 book series. There's loads of similarities that they've sort of twisted a little bit from those books. She outshines Chief and really does start to become one of my favorite characters. It's shown in earlier in the show that Chief removes his spinal implant uh, with the help of Cortana to regulate his hormones, emotions and the like. And she ends up doing it as well. She dyes her hair pink because, you know, rebellious stage. And uh, she begins to notice the indoctrination of Halsey and the UNSC and how the Spartans are treated as hardware and not people. However, yeah, this chip yeah. is to make she's them more efficient. Even, she's not even told that by like her own AI, like, chief is with Cortana she no. discovers it on her own yeah she, she completely figures everything out and but without that chip in their spine the the uh, the hormone I keep, uh, implant I keep forgetting the word fucking implant um yeah without that implant in their spine they're not as efficient in battle because that's what's supposed to regulate the heart rate supposed to regulate their emotions um and it does come back to haunt them in one of the later episodes so did you know anything of chief's past before the Spartan program only from what I've read in previous books where uh, okay. he was stolen at age of six like all the rest mm -hmm. um but he showed um natural uh leadership skills he did yes like team whatever you want to call it team building like team leadership yeah they went raft building yeah, like, yeah like team building and <laughs> utilizing other people's skills for the uh, for the better um and then i think it was f the book first strike it, it goes on to, there's a bit of a flashback on Reach about John Payne playing Capture the Flag with other oh, students. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember that bit. Um, mm -hmm. With other Spartans that are in his squad from Halo 5, Linda and, and Kelly. Some and of the other ones. I can't remember. Kelly, yeah. Yeah. Um, and how they, and how he won and uses other things. And I think even at one point, like, either sacrifices himself or something so they could still win. And then that's why they chose, he's like the best one or whatever. Yes, and he's also very lucky, weirdly. There's something about him being lucky that um, Cortana and Halsey both like. I thought it was really cool that Cortana rebuilt the home in his heads-up display. 
Oh, when like he put live on it. Yeah, yeah. It was like yeah. augmented reality. I thought that was a really nice touch. And it's here where he starts to leave his helmet on a little bit more. And like Halsey says something to him and he looks at her and it's just the visor looking back and you don't get anything and he turns away. And like, I, I remember like gesturing to the screen, like with my hand being like, and then at my dad and being like, look, they just did the thing that they needed to do more. And he was like, yeah, that was way better. <laughs> so like there's parts where they needed to do that. But I think that yeah. um, the guy playing Master Chief, whose name escapes me, for some reason I didn't write his yeah. name down. I wrote everyone else's. Pa- Pablo Schreiber. That's it. Pablo Schreiber. Yeah. Thank you. It's half brother of uh, yeah. the Schreiber. What? What's his name? <laughs> Reva Schreiber? <laughs> oh, it's, is it... Begins with an L, doesn't it? It's Lieb, is it Lieb? So you're doing the same. <laughs> he played Sabretooth in X-Men Origins. He did, yeah. He was Sabretooth and he was, is it Ray Donovan in that series that's uh, yeah. become quite popular? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's his heart. So anyway, yeah. Um, I thought what I did, I can't remember what you were saying now. But I was going to go on something else. So uh, oh, about how he, he still had his helmet on. He kept and like, yeah. liked her. Yeah. I think I do, I do like where he's arguing with himself quite a bit. Mm-hmm. As, as it seems because Cortana's in his head yeah and she's having she has digs at him all the time about his he's <laughs> out I need a minute to think and he's like well you're not thinking about much yeah know? there's not much going on in here yeah I, time, I, yeah I like that that she's similar to how she is in the game she's not exactly the same but you, you're, you're getting the similar vibe from her which is cool yeah and he starts it's a little late as it gets on later he starts utilising her for the power that she's can grant him in a way like yeah. for unlocking doors tell him like she says like don't go through there just wait there's people waiting yeah like, there's no so way he would have known that's that. where they first start to she, work together she, isn't it because like yeah at, at this point he still thinks he's being lied to by everyone he doesn't think cortana's on her side she's like um learned from everything that she's been given mm-hmm. as well to realize that actually halsey's the bitch yeah <laughs> and she starts actually, to notice doesn't like she? yeah yeah because she's to shut him down, isn't she? When when she's going with McKee, that's right. Later on, yeah, and yeah. She's like, she just disappears. And she's like, "Where's Cortana?" And then everything gets locked down. And Alun, the little nerdy guy, is like, "I knew she'd do this." <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I'm trying to think what the actual term is for like a like something AI. Like, like when they go f- like uh, fully self-aware. It's like she's at that point. She's decided I'm not doing that anymore. I'll do what I want to do. And it's not following your orders. I'm going to help Master Chief. Yeah, she do what she thinks is right. And Halsey gets caught in her first lie here because Chief sees that she's been in the house before. He starts getting memory flashbacks, doesn't he? But like the, the bit you're mentioning there, I want to move on to that episode because I presume your favourite episode is also my favourite episode, which is Reckoning, the one with the big battle and the artefact being lost. Yeah. 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 Seems to be most sort of people's favourite. When you first see the when you first see the brute, that's right. Yeah, so that's got a, like a rating of eight point six on IMDb or something. Like everyone absolutely loved this episode. There's an insane battle sequence where the Covenant suddenly turns up when the um, the larger artifact is being excavated in this little cave, and it's also a really nice again reference to 2001: A Space Odyssey because they're in front of that big column and they touch it and it emits a sound and they all go on the ground holding their ears. That literally happens in 2001: A Space Odyssey, which was cool. This is the part where the implant starts to come into play because Chief realizes that Kai has taken hers out, and this is now the first battle where neither of them are controlled by the implant. They're no longer measured and 
they're both unchained particularly chief in this fight there is a particularly gory part um did you feel like the tension and how insane it was when he fought that elite um yeah and he like like he is he is cheesed off oh he is mad normally you think it'd be like just cool calm collected killing machine mm-hmm. but this time he's he has lost it and you're like oh yeah oh he's a mad man yeah show that elite because yeah. like the, the bit that well, i was like okay this is like pinnacle chief and halo when they're driving the warthog he's like drive and like jumps out and grabs onto the banshee steers it through a fucking phantom gunship that just explodes everything blowing the whole thing to shit mm. jackals are in half crawling with all the guts hanging out there's goo spread behind them and then chief runs through the survivors with a fucking shotgun like an absolute badass just turning he saves the guy on the ground pushes him down and he's just killing absolutely everything and then when he gets up mm. to that elite he has no ammo left and he just rips into it with his hands and then curb stomps it like it's motherfucking gears of war yeah huh? absolute badass I was like damn that was sick this is the same episode or not where he just keeps grabbing grabbing guns off the floor and using them yes that's right yeah he just picks up like a plasma pistol and all that sort of shit yeah yeah runs yeah. out of juice on his shotgun just picks up another gun starts using that then another one yeah and I don't think we get any of the first person shit here I think it's all third person combat which makes it feel it's, less yeah, it's, better. Like, it's, also, it's almost like a side scroll. It just goes across. Yeah, it's, that's right. Yeah. And I, I, there's a reason why I think that works much better, Ryan. And I think it's because if they, and this is just like from a, a filmmaking, like cinematic standpoint, I think like if you have, if you imagine what's the film, um, Pacific Rim, the first one, for example, yeah. all of the shots of combat are all done from like ground level. So it's like yeah, you're yeah. looking up at these massive things fighting. And the same for this part of combat here. You feel like you're a Marine on the battlefield watching a Spartan tear shit up. And it's like, holy shit, yeah. he's strong, he's fast, he's big. And it feels amazing. Whereas if it's first person, it's like, it feels like you're on a bit of a roller coaster. And it doesn't seem to work quite as well. It takes the grounding away from it, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I wish they'd do um, more of the third person stuff. And I... I, I Imagine they'll have got feedback from everyone (laughs) from this season. Yeah, I always had an an idea for like a game if it was a Halo one, but you played it from the point of view of a Marine, like like Halo 3 ODST. Mm -hmm. And then every now and again throughout the story where you're getting hammered by even grunts, just the Spartan comes from nowhere and just decimates everything. And you're just sort of just watching awe as it destroys everything. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like, call, like calling a Spartan like a Titan on Titanfall or something. You call in the Spartans yeah, to help yeah, yeah. and then they piss off. Yeah, it'd be well good. Yeah, but like, even if you could do some of them shots in the second season of the show, mm-hmm. where it is, you, you're like, it's not from a point of view of a, of a, of a Marine, but like the cameraman's there in there with them. Not like with a heads up display sort of thing for first person. Mm-hmm. And then there's this, Master Chief just comes bounding past you. Yeah, it'd be so just good. Estimates everyone, and then like, if like rather than all these multiple camera shots, it could just almost be from one stationary camera, as it as it is, someone's eyes just watching this. Yeah, superhuman run through all these aliens. Yeah, I think that'd be way and more impactful. Think- I think it'd be great. And like, there's, there's there is a bit in this where the Spartans are running to get to the truck, 
and they're like, oh mm. shit, and they're just running past Marines. And that feels really cool. It's like these guys are running as fast as a car and they weigh a metric ton. Yeah, doesn't he? He actually catches up to a. Doesn't he catch up to a warthog that's been driving by a grunt? Yeah, and he's like, mind if I drive? <laughs> yeah, mind if I drive? Just throws him out and he's just running at some speed to catch up to that yeah. warthog. And then. Um, Vanek and Thingy, Riz, both, they were like Spartans on me and they just both run up and jump in as well. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. just before he, he jumps out. There's actually an edit of this scene, by the way, that I implore you, Ryan, and you listeners to go and watch. Go onto YouTube and look up this scene with the original Halo music. Someone has dubbed it over. And that's one of my stipulations about this series. I think they haven't used enough of the iconic music. There's the odd little it's motif. There, yeah. It's like a little. It's just in the background, isn't it? It'll just play the That's original right, like, yeah. chorus. I think whenever, whenever the the great journey or the ring is mentioned, you get the. <gasps> but like, yeah. that's kind of cool. Like they do it like it feels quite like an ethereal thing, and that it's only that music is only linked with the ring. And I presume we're going to get it when we see the Halo ring. But the battle scenes, they need more like. They need that fucking drums. Like if if uh, if on the last episode when the when they get spotted mm. and like the grunt turns around and like Kai's like we've been spotted or whatever she says if it had come in with the drums then I'd have been ugh yeah that, I just got goosebumps thinking about that Ryan you should be directing <laughs> movies yeah I, I think they, that's the only bit where they do use the proper Halo music the it's actual not, yeah, but it's not theme. proper though is it it's, no. again, it's like an, it's like it's sort of like a homage to it Yes, a homage fray. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they, should, they should lean on that more. And I presume they must yeah. have the rights. They've got the rights to the character. Surely they can use the music. Uh, just give uh, Martin O'Donnell a text. Want yeah. To use your music. Come on, lad. Be like, yeah, Get it sound. on there. Sound, no problem. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I should be, I should direct you. You should. We'll, we'll get you on it. I'll see if I can I, pull some I, strings. I, uh, I just, my thought then for episode nine then. Mm-hmm. Sounds mint. We've Sounds been mint. spotted. And then the, the drums start. Even even with the guitar the guitar bit from oh, the Steve Vai one. The yeah. yeah. Or maybe not. That'd be sick. Yeah. We'll do it. No, it is a I think the guitar version isn't quite as good as the Halo Three. I think the Halo Three music is like the pinnacle with the drums and it goes like yeah. a bit more orchestral. Because Chief has been like unchained and uncontrolled, he ends up losing the larger artifact to Tartarus. Presumably Tartarus, the big elite with the gravity hammer. They fly up and he's like, ah, and then they do the first person thing again with him shooting big at group. Yeah. Elite. <laughs> and this is the next few episodes fly on by and we learn more about Kai. We ha- she has her awesome moment of uh, lifting a warthog for bets against Marines. Oh, and yeah, I'm sure yeah, many men out there... <laughs> Including me, were like, "Mummy, bench me." <laughs> we were all laughing about that um, with Tube the other day. But oh my god, how conniving is Halsey? She gets worse and worse and worse through this. And from a well, character that you she's, like, she's done a good job because you you do like her at first because you think, "Oh, mm. she brought the Spartans in, blah blah blah, doing a really good job, for the future of humanity." And then you think, actually, she just she doesn't even care about humans or people. She just wants to sort of like. Um, it's kind of like the the villains from Hot Fuzz, the greater good. Yeah, that literally. Yeah, she's caring about what humans are going to turn into next, aren't they? She's not even caring about yeah. humans that exist now. Um, yeah, yeah. So she decides to turn Riz, Vanek, and Kai against Master Chief. But obviously Kai doesn't have her uh, chip anymore. 
So she activates the Protocol Z, is it? I think it's Protocol something. Yeah, where they... Sounds bad. Basically yeah. Order 66. And the Spartans all go after Chief, except Kai. They knock her out because she disobeys. Yeah, but she, she does a different channel, doesn't she? And she goes, listen, we need to, we need to sort of knock out Kai as well. Yeah, and yeah. Like, yeah, no problem. And Vanek's just like, bah! just like whaps her on the head. <laughs> Chains her to a bench. But we know, because we learned this earlier, good cinematic theming there. We know she's strong as shit because she was lifting a car. So she kicks that concrete bed to fuck and escapes and manages to save him. And the fight scene between the Spartans is pretty cool. And this is where Cortana actually helps Chief for the first time properly. And he sees that they're on the same side. It's good because she's like calling out where to duck and cover. Yeah. And like, like which way to jump as she drives the car. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Like jump out of the way. She activates the car remotely and all that shit. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I like how he's fighting and defending himself against... Um, these armored Spartans. And yeah, he hasn't and he's got nothing. any armor on. Yeah, he's using dumbbells and. Uh, that was cool. Weights, Did you notice that when he uses one of the weights, uh, Riz kicks it in half. She kicks the the weight disc and it splits in two. Mm. Yeah, it's so, such a cool. It's uh, it's literally half a second, and I only noticed because you see it hit the floor, and I was like, that was fucking in half. But that a tiny attention to detail really like sold how strong the Spartans are, and then they managed to get away, and Kai is running full pelt past all these marines just like wah and she's going for Halsey isn't she she dives onto her fucking ship and rips her way into it and this is the bit where Alun I think it's Alun the little nerdy guy who Halsey has been having <laughs> doing stuff decides to hit Kai in the back of the head with a hammer and she know, yeah. fucking kills him by just throwing him into the ceiling. I know, yeah. Amazing. I was like, oh, fuck she just killed that guy. I was like, oh. Yeah. She just, then, she um, like lifts him up. She grabs him by basically the shirt and just goes, Psh! just straight into the ceiling. Couldn't believe it, but it was a great moment in the actual, ep- like a great culmination to that scene, I thought. Yeah. But Halsey gets away. Halsey flies away and the ship crashes. And I, I legit thought Kai was going down. I thought Kai was going down with the I ship. Thought she, I thought she was dead as yeah, well. Yeah, I was like, they've made oh, her too good. And this is, yeah, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy this as much without her. And then she climbs out the fire. Ba-na-na, just fucking Terminators out of there. It's fucking well good, mate. What about you? Have you ever got any moments in this that we haven't mentioned already that you were like big highlights for you? Um, Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think how there's a good dynamic between the certain characters and stuff and mm-hmm. like Cap- Captain Keys and Chief have their moments and stuff they um, do I like the combat in the fight scene and all of that mm-hmm. in the last episode when they uh, fly into that planet wherever it is on that pelican oh yeah and they're going through the, the gravity um, thing I totally forgot about that yeah, yeah that and bit is like, so and cool it, and it's in Cortana's like, I can see us, I can get us there and everything. And mm-hmm. Chief sort of like agrees with her, but then he sort of doesn't let on that it's Cortana telling him to do it. He tells the other Spartans to just trust him. Yeah, yeah, because he doesn't want to admit that he's working with Cortana. Yeah, that bit was yeah. very cool. I, I didn't expect quite a sci-fi imaginative thing like that, which is weird to say from a sci-fi series because I guess I already expected it, what routes it was going to expected what routes it was going to go down so when it started saying like gravity was different in different areas of the ship because they were going through all this weird swarm of like wormholes or something i was like that is fucking awesome it was 
really cool to look at. And when they eventually broke out of space at the other side and ended up at the planet where they were going, I absolutely loved that. There was another moment I forgot to mention earlier when Chief locks Halsey in in her lab oh, and then yeah, he's going to yeah. irradiate her. That scene is so tense where he's telling Cortana to override him to open the door and she's like, I can't. And it goes on yeah, for pushed. so long. He's <sighs> testing Cortana's limits, isn't he? He wants to yeah. know what he can get away with with this mm-hmm. AI in his head. Exactly, yeah. He's trying to test it just to see if she can shut him down. But that's all she can, can she, do. She, yeah, but she, she, can, she can shut him down, though, can't she? She can't. Yeah, but if she shut him down, she wouldn't be able to open the door still. Mm. So as a, a very smart AI, she should have shut him down when he started chatting away, bloop blooping on the computer setting up the radiation thing but well, yeah <laughs> but then he went into wasn't quite sure what the what he was getting at at first was she no like, no what are you doing yeah like what's what's going on um mm. but yeah i love that scene i thought that was great if there's nothing else to talk about on this middle section shall we go yeah. into our overall thoughts for part three yeah i want to discuss the ending with you let's do it let's do this I need someone to talk about it with I'm really interested to see where this Halo series goes going forward into the next series. So we're going to talk about how it ended and what it means. Spoilers, obviously, for everyone who's got to this point. We've already talked about the whole thing before, unless you watch on YouTube and you just decided to watch on part three for some reason. It made me look back on the early episodes and think, I think that they actually did it quite well with how much Chief removed his helmet. And I think it worked better looking yeah. back. Do, do, you, do you want to explain the, the, the final thing ryan in your finest most mjolnir powered voice i did yes i i agree where originally i thought i can't believe he's taking his helmet off halfway through the first episode. <laughs> in episode one <laughs> and then like i think was it like episode like half of six seven and eight he'd, mm-hmm. he didn't even have his armor on no there was loads where he had it <laughs> off for ages yeah, um, yeah i think that- no armor on and he's just wandering about i'm like yeah yeah, what's going on here? Yeah, I thought I was watching Halo. And then, Not Ollie yeah. Hawks in space. <laughs> and then when, when they landed on that planet and they jumped out of the Pelican with no parachute, which is always oh. badass anyway. Oh, it was good. They landed on a grunt and totally fucked him. <laughs> I was yeah. like, damn, that was so harsh. <laughs> I mean, I, I was just thinking now, obviously they're doing it sneaky or whatever, sneaky, sneaky. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't there be a huge, like, like dust clouds from Huge where bang. these spars yes. have landed They're like what the hell's that over there it's like <laughs> someone dropped a literal car from space like <laughs> into the desert cars. four yeah. cars yeah and they all landed uh, one of them landed on a little man who goes um, somewhere in the distance but yeah I thought it was that he could have landed anywhere he didn't he could have landed next to him and killed like he didn't have to do that I would have done that though you would have done it wouldn't it, if you were landing like I'm gonna hit this guy <laughs> I'm gonna land right on that little man uh, uh, how yeah. many points for hitting this br- hit this <laughs> that's the bit you didn't see in the scene they're all got their earpieces in going 10 points if you land on the grunt yeah and the other guy like curb stomps his ox his methane mask off the other one doesn't he and he's like "Ah," dying on the ground that's right yeah and they get spotted so kai's set up as a sniper they're trying to sneak in and basically we get like the standoff moment like a horde feeling kind of firefight moment from the games what was it that gave them away uh, someone spotted was it a jackal sniper spotted him I'm sure Might someone with it was it with a carbine or something spotted him I think Kai shot first in the end we were spotted because they looked and they were like I think they spotted Matt spotted Chief because he was having a bit of a he was having a moment oh he was having 
He was having a moment with the artifact, wasn't he? And he was just yes. walking. Just having and a cheeky like, moment. And they were like, there's a battle, battle armoured Spartan over there. Yeah. There's a guy having some kind of moment over there. He's a bit big. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then it was all, oh shit, here they all come. And then mm-hmm. Cortana's like, I'm reading lots of uh, elites or Sankhili. Yeah, 2000 Why didn't you tell or something. Why <laughs> <laughs> you tell me before? Yeah, there is absolutely hundreds, and they all come running up the stairs. What do we get? Brutes. We get brutes fighting chief, and he's like trying to hold them off. He gets proper danged across the face with a gravity hammer, and he's he's being battered into the floor basically. And it's this point where even the Spartans stop stop being able to hold off this many uh, elites, don't they? Yeah. So Mackie yeah, has a lot. There is a lot. Maki has like activated the the thingy which takes the the artifact which takes Chief's mind to the Halo Ring because we have actually seen the Halo Ring in this. We've seen it as a bit more of like a spiritual plane. We've not seen it as a physical yeah. location yet. Uh, it's more like a heaven, which I think they're obviously trying to set it up as a heaven because the prophets see it as that. And yeah. he ends up them, going there in a trance. Yeah, and she wants him to stay. But I, I don't it's know like, what would happen if he did. It's not real. Yeah, and the only way to wake up Chief, uh, Kai shoots Maki, which I didn't see coming. I thought she was going to be in it for a lot longer. Uh, she shoots Maki, wakes up Chief, and Chief tries to fight Tartarus again, I'm presuming, who kicks the fuck out of him, and Chief yeah. ends up dead. Or well, dying, doesn't he? Dying, um, yeah. No, he, yeah, he actually and- does die. His heart stops. Um, the whole thing well, stops. Yes, well, she has... Well, he's it's, it's dying and he asks for Cortana to take over, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. That's right, yeah. And, so um, Cortana takes over Chief's body. And, she, and, she, and she's like, I don't know whether I can bring you back if I did. And he's like, just do it. Don't Save them both. Because she, Cortana's reluctant to take over mm-hmm. because she says, like, you either save the artifact or the Spartans. You can't do both. And Chief, whilst being battered by a gravity hammer, is like, well, you do it then. Yeah, and he just sits sits back. He's like, I trust you. You do it. Yeah. And takes a back seat in his own body. Mm-hmm. And out of nowhere, again, they could have chimed the Halo theme in here. Yeah. The just, da, 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 Chief, da, da, just, Chief just gets up from nowhere. Like, yep. Spartans are battered. Chief's basically flatlining, but nobody knows that yet. He just gets up. Second wind, mm-hmm. if you will. He has gets to finish the fight. Um, yeah. From nowhere, picks up these two guns, starts... Shooting, shooting things without even looking. That's how yeah, good he is he's now. Just like, yeah, he's just like spitting, shooting everything around him, isn't he? Yeah, and it's like, and even Kai's looking on like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. Summit's a bit, Summit's sus, it's sus. Master sus, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she shoots everything, gets out, and then the Chief doesn't say a word. No. And it ends on everybody. such a poignant moment. And this is what I like, Ryan. This is the point that I'm glad we've got to. I'm glad we did this tonight. Thank you for joining me for these episodes. <laughs> it made me feel that the rest of the series, this is what I started saying at the start of this part, worked more that we saw Master Chief's face. We saw him as John and not just Master Chief. And I think that's obviously what they were trying to do. They were trying to set him up as the human underneath the armor. And I think that it made me miss the humanity of John when Cortana was just being a literal killing machine. I think that Chief will probably return in the next season. In what mental capacity, I don't know. With it, will he be John? Will he remain in the armor for most of it, like in the game? Will he say much less? And I specifically asked my girlfriend to know uh, how she felt about it because she's a first-time watcher. 
She has never played Halo. She's only played PvP, so she hasn't played any any of the, the campaigns. Hasn't read... Uh, I think she's read Glasslands, but that's it. Um, she thinks that now that he's basically Cortana, we'll all want to see him as John again, like I was mentioning. And this is because we got to see so much of him. We got to see him grow as a character. I just think it was a really interesting moment. And it made me appreciate the times that we did see him out of the armor without the helmet later on because that moment of him not saying anything at the end was like oh fuck what does that now mean for the state of john inside the armor is he just a corpse now you don't know yeah is he just a literal machine because in the game that's a big thing that cortana she often says to him remember which one of us is a machine so now it's like they're linked like he can't get rid of cortana they are so if he does come back, I presume that will be what happens. Like, he literally can't take her away. Without her, She, he will die. His body will die, presumably. And this actually made my girlfriend want to... She's bought the Master Chief collection. Uh, I've lent her my Xbox, and she's borrowed the Halo books. She's now going to start. She's, like, dove in. She wants to know more about Halo, which is very cool. Yeah. What What do you think, Ryan? Have you any any thoughts on that? Uh, um, I, say, I did enjoy the ending. I'm like, it's very much... I'm, I'm just thinking, like, when at the end she says I don't know whether I'll be able to bring you back mm. and she's like I trust you can she bring him back I mean all uh-huh. of that from getting in the pelican and flying back that's all Cortana yeah. there's no chief in there because nope. um, what's he going to what's he going to do turn around and say it's alright but it'll be in Cortana's voice and then it'll that give would it be kind of funny it, <laughs> it would give it all away especially to Kai that can't trust Master Chief anymore. He's a bloody AI. He's an android. He's not even human anymore. Yeah. Was he human so, to begin with, or was he a Spartan, um, Ryan? I, th- my <laughs> prediction maybe, mm-hmm. because he didn't mention it earlier, but Alsi escaped and then left a flash clone of herself at the wreckage of, a, of the escape pod. Yes, I'm glad you brought this up because that was my next point in my notes. Oh, yes. So I think perfect. Altana. It's going to have to find Halsey, bring mm. the chief back. Ooh, okay. I like that. That would lead them all back together as a happy family, wouldn't it? That's my that's my Halo Season 2 prediction, obviously. I like that. Tana hasn't got... I mean, she can access any computers and is files. Is this a Ryan's things. first burrito prediction? I think it is. It is yeah, this is, my, this is my burrito prediction. Burrito prediction. Burrito prediction. Nice, I like it. Okay, well, we've got Episode that document. one or two of Halo 2. Halo 2. <laughs> Halo Season 2. <laughs> we need to find Halsey. Yes. To bring the Chief back. See, and I have maybe, some... Hmm, okay. No, no, maybe the Chief will even speak for the first couple of episodes, or maybe the first, at least the majority of the first one, until they can find Captain Keys. Yep. Who will, who knows about Cartana. Yes, and he does. She'll have yeah. to speak to him mm-hmm. through Cortana on a hologram on, on Chief's hand and Master Chief will say nothing. Oh, that would be a good scene, wouldn't it? He's just holding his hand out like some kind of Frankenstein, big and green and just the hologram in his hand talking. That would be very cool. Yeah, okay. I like that. Let's go with that. I hope that happens. It's I didn't see that dark. Flash clone thing coming. It's very dark, but I, I, from what we've seen in the past of this, well, the rest of this season, they're obviously not scared of doing dark things. And I presume we're going to be getting the flood at some point. So how gory this has been leads me to think that they will probably will do the flood and it will be a little more John Carpenter's The Thing Ooh, than most people are flood, expecting. If, if the flood is um, emerges as the season finale of season two, 
I think that's probably going to happen. And we're also going to get the fall of Reach. I think yeah, the fall of yeah. Reach well, is going to be a, a very big moment. I don't, well, they might not even get to the Halo by the end of Season 2. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. They they know where it is now. They got the the uh, coordinates. And you actually see on the coordinates, when you see the map thing, you actually see there is more than one Halo. So they are confirming that there are more than one around the universe, which is cool, because obviously yeah. that's what the rest of the games are about. Yeah, I didn't see the Flash clone coming for Halsey. What a snake she actually is. Yeah. That it was, was um It was Miranda that twigged that, wasn't it, Joe? Yeah. And they're yeah. trying to... She's trying to um, get some information about Halsey, but she's having like some sort of seizure and, and fit. seizure in the nose. Start, yeah. As soon as she started yeah. having a fit, I was like, "Oh my god!" And Helen was like, "What?" And I was like, "That's a fucking clone." And she was like, "What do you mean?" And then the nose started bleeding. And I was like, "Look, it's bleeding." <laughs> yeah. It yeah. Was, and then the um, proof. yeah, Miranda was like, "That's not my mum." Yeah. Where is she? Where is she? And then yeah. the clone died. Now, I also have a prediction for you. Mm-hmm. I think that Parangoski has whisked her away into a secret lab where she's going to be working. She wants people to think that uh, Halsey is dead, whereas she's going to carry on working for Oni, which is a little bit of a side thing from the books. If you've read some of the ones that I have, you'll know that Parangoski took Halsey away to work on secret things. So there's actually a hell of a lot of inspiration taken from the books in this and I was surprised mm. by how much is in the books is a character called Seren Osman who was a failed Spartan in Kilo 5 trilogy whereas Soren is the failed Spartan in this as opposed to Seren uh, Kai is basically Naomi from the Kilo 5 trilogy and Halsey yeah. even said to Cortana in this series you're the best of us and the best of us is another novel by Karen Travis that is about AI so I won't be telling Karen Travis to watch this on my next email with her because I think she might be a little bit mad. <laughs> but yes, I'm excited to see where it goes. And I, as an overall thought of this show, I will be continuing to watch it. It did things I didn't like. It did things that I did really like. I think it's getting a lot of stick that it doesn't necessarily deserve online. I think people need to be a little bit more open-minded. Feel free to let me know in the comments below what you thought of it. I'm happy to have a chat. Yeah, any final thoughts, Ryan? Just definitely check it out, I think. Mm. And, yeah, um, I think don't just, don't watch the first yeah, two episodes yeah. and then write it off. Like, actually commit. Because I'm, I'm glad I got to that last episode because it made the oh, rest yeah, of it yeah. feel better, you know? Uh, it's just how it all comes together. Mm. Um, it's, it's well written. Just obviously go in with the mindset that it's a completely different story. It's not It's not the Halo that you know. No. It's the Halo that you know a bit about. Exactly. It's like a bit of lore in the myths, in the history, and now you're actually getting the actual thing to see it on the TV. And just sit back and be surprised by it. It's fucking cool. So if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you leave us a review as it helps us reach more listeners and get back in the ranking spot after our lovely hiatus. You can find me everywhere at Haswild. You can find the podcast everywhere at Grief Burrito, including on TikTok now with loads of random clips where you'll probably be seeing some of them from this. Ryan, where can they find you? Uh, In the shadows and the bushes. Always. (laughs) What about your lovely podcast? Um, yeah, or um, I'm I'm the uh, one third of Kidnapped by Wizards. He is indeed. Uh, has the uh, the handsome, charismatic, and witty one. He is. I don't, know, is don't know what the other two are. No, some kind of comedy uh, side yeah, we're, <laughs> we're on uh, Twitter at. Just turn my mic off halfway through. <laughs> we're on Twitter at that Wizard Pod, or you can search Kidnapped by Wizards. Yes, and they're also on TikTok as well, because I often t- 
tag Stuart yeah. in things and we laugh at weird uh, that, videos. At that wizard pod, yeah. Yeah, there you go. So thank you guys. Kidnapped by wizards is too long. It is. <laughs> <laughs> right, we will see you soon. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye.